BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the toast and happy Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday. Getting down on Friday. That's right. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. It is the end of the week. Bruno's in studio. Jackson and Claude are finally back together. Oh my God. They tried to keep us apart this week. Everyone. Well, we were technically together on Wednesday. <laughs> We literally never even got to recap my special. Like, not to make Friday about me, but, like, we were together here Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, I took the day off, and we had Dumois, a totally different person. A different person than Claudia. There's nothing in common between the two, even though they both talked about SVU, John Mayer, and how funny Claudia is. We did, but that just goes to prove that, like, powerful women all have that in common. It's called a coincidence, and I heard one said a coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous. It's also Dumois' way of staying anonymous. I never heard that. Yeah, isn't that nice? Cute. I read it, I think. Cute. It's literally a coincidence. Um, And then Thursday, yesterday, I woke up in a tizzy. Harry had to go to the doctor. Counts stood in. She did a great job, by the way. People were living for it. I was listening on our way to our photo shoot. Uh, We did a shoot. Yeah, because we're models and we do photo shoots, you guys, because everybody wants us to be the face of their brand. What can we say? Absolutely everyone. And it... It did, I kind of realized something yesterday, and, and I, I want to preface this by saying I realized that absolutely nobody's offering me this job, um, but the way I would never want to be a model. Like, we were just on set for so long, and like most of being a model is like waiting around for everything to be ready, you know? Yeah, and then like being in uncomfortable positions and like being like, does this look good? I can't see, and everyone's yelling at me and telling me that I don't look good. Also, I think the worst part about being a model is that it's not an easy job whatsoever, but nobody feels bad for nobody you. Nobody respects you. Nobody feels bad for you ever. Ever. No, in, you can't um, complain. Set, offset if you want to be like my job like i was modeling really hard today like i'm sure you were bella i'm sure you were you know (laughs) yeah so justice for the models honestly no justice for the fellow models for the fellow models and the coal miners and the coal miners um also justice for ariel charnas which is something we're really going to get into today we've been talking about this all week kind of being at the center of this story not to make like her life about us (laughs) um but jackie and i you know we have we have a dream and a printer so we have this. We have the Charnas file. The 20 page article that was so dumb and so um, really poorly written and so overhyped. We have printed it. It was behind a paywall. So we'll give you all the details you need to know so you don't have to pay that $1 for the trial. It's not worth it. And I don't feel like we should be financially supporting poor journalists. Yellow. We shouldn't be. 
financially supporting muckrakers no not at all you guys this is 20 pages of nothing burgerness so if you were hungry you're gonna stay hungry because there's nothing here except for business insider exposing themselves and we have to get into all the details because there are a lot of details some that are like interesting some that are just like relatable influencer things and things that actually made me laugh out loud yeah no there's a lot to discuss there's so. a lot to discuss but overall like the arc of this week has been justice for Ariel Charnas like I can't believe the level the roller coaster like the the fever pitch that things reached like the embezzling four to five million dollars according to Dumois no totally secret sex club multiple partners I've never been with multiple partners in my life it's all coming out this week and then we got this piece of duty that basically said that Ariel Charnas's brand is maybe not as successful as they would have hoped it is you know and it's like we're so so but like uh, are you like living in the same economy that we all are? Like, why are you surprised Business Insider? Aren't you a business publication? Ooh. Aren't you aware that we're in a recession and that Ooh. retail is just not what it once was? Yeah, my takeaway from this article was that Ariel Charnas is an American. <laughs> and she's suffering just like the rest of us, okay? Economic turmoil, dark economic times. Yeah. Okay, there's so much to get into and we will get into it. There's also just great stories, catching up with Jax. How has your week been in New York? It's almost over. It's not been the week that I had planned. No. Um, it's been extremely exhausting and I'm looking forward to going home. I know. It's just been a lot with Harry was really, really sick and he's uh, doing better. It's just like, it's I would rather him be sick at home and we could have like everything we need is no, at I know. home. No, and then it's like instead of like trying to order overnight everything from Amazon. No, and then like you came to town for all these fabulous things, the toast, TBG Awards. Harry sick, couldn't go. Yeah. And we had like fun things planned for Harry because it's such a fun time of year right. in New York and like nothing happened. No, I know. But, but I, I still- did get good work stuff done. Like it was good doing the toast together. We did have this photo shoot because we are models. Mm-hmm. I got to see your special right. taping. And I got to do the toast with Dew, even though technically I could have done it from Florida. You got to do. With my best friend, Do. You and Do are like best friends now, texting. Do daru moi. Do daru daru moi. Yeah, honestly, the episode was really fun. So that was like a fun treatment. I technically could, we did could, it over FaceTime, FaceTime. So I could have done that from home. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it was just not what, it, you know what? But man plans, God laughs. So true. So it's sixth season out there and that's just what happens. Yeah, no, everyone wash your hands. Like, you're disgusting. No, <laughs> but like it's that's just it's that part for the course. It's flu season. Like it's ugh, I'm and really it's hoping it's RSV I don't, season. I'm really hoping I don't get sick. But like if you did, so I, you get sick. I know. It's part of life. No, I know, but like the thing about me is like I'm just um a complaining, annoying person. Yes. How did you know? <laughs> and you just like can't stand to feel off. Slightly inconvenienced, like <laughs> But you get to be in bed when you're sick. So true. And you could read and watch TV. That's and so Ben true. has to bring you everything, which is so different. So different than normal day. life. Because I'm never in bed. And Ben never, never brings, brings you stuff. No, no, never. It's actually one of my biggest gripes with him. And I feel like you don't like being sick because like you don't like soup. Oh my God. I literally hate soup. I think it's, it's you know what? If God is staying anonymous with his coincidences with soup he's literally making you drink his urine like I think soup is so disgusting and the annoying thing about it is like it really makes you feel better yeah it does like I'll never forget I had like recently I had strep so bad and after like four days like I finally drank soup and when I tell you my throat instantly felt completely fine that's so funny if you had to have soup what's your favorite kind chicken noodle like with all the schmutz like give me a matzo ball give me chicken give me pasta so I could like eat Luxion. everything yeah give me everything inside so like I can eat the meat and not the soup but you the, might the get broth. soup via the sponge of the matzo ball right the broth is what really it is truly penicillin Jewish penicillin but I hate it like I hate soup and there's and not I hate like tea 
there's not another kind of soup that you like. I don't even want to say this because I know the answer. Lentil. No. French onion. I guess butternut squash. Another soup that I kind of like is when my ice cream's all melted and I can slurp (laughs) it. That's really good. Especially if there's like sprinkles in there. A little crunch. No, but that's not good for your throat. No, dairy's not good for your throat. Produces mucus. Yeah. Yeah, no. I have like a lot of throat problems because I'm a 30, almost 30 year old woman with tonsils. I actually woke up this morning and my throat, it feels like I'm okay. If my throat usually is at 100%, like today it's at like 85. So that's just the beginning of probably me getting what's been going around. But I'm just grateful that I didn't get it. While you were here. And wasn't able to not take care of Harry or work. So Mm -hmm. if I go home and I'm sick, then next week, if you guys, if I drop off, you know there will come a day because i'm like very nervous about getting surgery but there's a few surgeries that like, i absolutely need to get mm-hmm. and there will be a day when i will just walk into new york presbyterian hospital have them put me under and get myself my tonsils taken out probably my wisdom teeth too a breast reduction liposuction um maybe a facelift like i will do it all in one and i'll be out of commission for probably a month there'll be no toast but one day like i will get all the surgeries that i need but i'll get them done in one foul swoop and there will be no toast and that's kind of why I've been pushing it off. Yeah. Because I work so hard. Yeah. Even though like there's a lot of problems with everything you just stated, but sure. What do you mean? Like what? You're going to have the dentist there working on your wisdom teeth while the plastic surgeon's there working on your breast. And then also, the other plastic surgeon down working on my fupa. Yeah. Liposuction is, it's not, you, it's like outpatient. No, it's not. It's not. No, there are outpatient liposuctions, but like for what I, the procedure I need to have done, I'm going to be fully under and I'll have three or four doctors working on me at the same time. Okay. You hopefully get, they get along. They don't start. They all have standing there with knives. I just need a really, really good anesthesiologist just to make sure like, you know, I'm like nervous. I, this is you should of, have Dr. Tiffany Moon. Totally. You can add this to my favorite stories, like why I'm afraid of anesthesia. Nip tuck. Yeah. That Where's episode of phone? Nip. Yeah. Add it to the list. That episode. And you can also add Ariel Charnas being a COVID idiot to my favorite stories list because that's a hill I'm certainly willing to die on. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is one of my favorite stories. And one of the reasons why I'm like afraid to get my tonsils taken out is because that episode of Nip tuck where that girl has like this very adverse reaction to anesthesia. 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 That sounds like Anaste- anesthesia. I know. Anesthetic? No, no, but what's the word? Anesthesia. Anesthesia. Anesthesia? Anesthesia Romanov? Anastasia. Romanov. <laughs> okay, whatever. To the anesthetic. Nip-tuck um, Anastasia. Where whatever. she's awake the whole time, but physically paralyzed, so she feels, hears, and sees everything. And then when I first started dating Ben, and we went to like his extended families for the first time, one of his cousins is an anesthesiologist, and you know... When you're meeting family for the first time, you're always like looking for something to talk about. So I figured common ground with the anesthesiologist would be this episode. And I was ready for him to like make me feel better. He's like, well, it is like an urban legend, but it's not entirely impossible. Yeah. I don't know if I've asked you this, but on the episode was the patient of redhead. Yes. How do you know that? Because redheads have a higher, like a higher tolerance for anesthesia. If you're a natural redhead and you're going under, like they need to know. (gasps) She was a redhead. So you don't have to worry about it. I do. Oh. Plot twist. My God. Not you stealing my story. <laughs> stealing your fear. Wait. Yeah, she was redhead. Yeah, it's a redhead thing. I'm shook. I feel like we've had this conversation before. It's, it's feeling familiar. Yeah, I feel like we have. And I feel like I've told you that redheads are like special in a negative way when it comes to anesthesia. And you like just don't care and you just keep making it about you and like you never think about me. No, I never think about you. And you know who else is a redhead? Bryson Streiss. It's true. Oh my God. Okay. Well, glad we settled that. Like when Theo went under for his teeth cleaning Did there they was a more? very special like fancy um anesthesiologist on set i'm on set on <laughs> on the floor in the room um what's it called no it's like there's, there's a, a word. word it's like in orchestra 
in the no no but there's like a really nice the operating fancy room. word for when you're in the operating room it's like orchestra or something something like that Hold yeah on. no 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 it's an itch i must scratch oh you brought your ipad today even though everyone's like you fucking bitches talk about ariel charnas yeah no we will talk about ariel charnas and you're gonna be begging us okay. to stop when theater yeah. theater for surgery hold on let me just confirm you'll be fine an operating theater also known as the operating room didn't that feel good, guys? Not really. Felt good for me. Now okay, I can good. move on. Um, we will talk about Ariel Charnas. We will talk about the new Beauty and the Beast re- remake. We will be talking about Taylor Swift's directorial debut. There's much to discuss. There's actually trash motherfucking stories yesterday. And I don't know if you listened to the whole episode, but like, did you feel my call about like Margot? Like, what is Margot like in pop culture? I understood what you meant um, to a degree, but I also understood why Margot was like, are you kidding me? Because also she's constantly like going so hard for the things that she loves like on her instagram and stuff like it's very clear what she loves i know but like but no, there what she loves a, like wasn't a story honestly, about honestly it's upsetting that she didn't post today because there's a story today about zach brown from yeah, zach oh, brown band. yeah no that's what she would give a shit about yeah like i don't just, like i really couldn't pinpoint what her interests are in pop culture no, she that's wouldn't not, like, care Charlie. about whoopi goldberg not wanting posthumous movies made thank you yeah Thank you. And it's not like she cares so much about like Charlie D'Amelio. It's not because she's young. It's just because she's specific. Yeah. But we had a great time. And actually the toasters really came to Margot's defense about um, referencing the state of Pennsylvania as PA. That's like a thing normal people do. And all the toasters from PA were like, no, literally everyone says that. So Margot was justified in saying that. And the man on her date was just a dick. Where was, where in PA was he from? Um, I don't know. I I didn't ask. Because I feel like if he was from like, philly or like the surrounding suburbs like they don't call it pa that's actually because like, rebecca's point. from technically mm-hmm. pennsylvania pa but I've, she's never called philly. it that but that's just because she's not from real pa right that's actually a really good call maybe it's like a county by county moment yeah and he was exposing himself as just being so insular and living in a bubble yeah not you thinking small <laughs> <laughs> couldn't be you um i feel like we should just get into it like we absolutely like i have not been able to think of anything but Ariel Charnas. And when I tell you, literally, I love that, like, you know, we have established ourselves both, you know, in the world and also in our personal lives as experts on everything that goes on on the internet. But when I tell you, like, I thought, I've been thinking so much about Ariel Charnas. We've been talking about it on the podcast. And, like, every single person has been texting me, like, what do you know? Like, some, like, influencers, friends from real life, like, what's going on? And it's like, I have to explain to everyone just because I feel justified. Like, I feel defensive. Like, I need people to think, like, everything you've heard about Ariel Charnas is not true. Right. So, like, normally if people text me, I'm like, I'm not going to answer. I'm like, I would be like, honestly, I can't even talk you about it. You should have, like, a, a set blurb ready to go. And then after today, can you just send them this episode? Right. Because, like, all the things that were said, like, people probably didn't follow up with the article and just right. assumed, like, yeah, he was embezzling and they are getting divorced. And that, that ain't right because that's, like, actually someone's life. Yeah. So the headline here is that everything, all of the rumors that were circulating this week about Ariel Charnas are not true. And Period. the article that was being written is really, honestly, it's, there's, for me, there's nothing in there that's actually newsworthy. That was my major takeaway mm-hmm. from this whole saga. There were two takeaways. One is like this article, like, I'm not really sure what the point was because it's just like her business is not doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for a variety of reasons. I'm sure the economy has a lot to do with it. I'm sure maybe poor management has to do with it. Whatever the reason is, the company's not doing well. And I don't know that there's an article written every time a company doesn't do well. I don't or think it's that's- company. It's not like her company like went under and, and nobody knew. It's like they're having a bad quarter, like, are you going to write about every company that's not... Right. So I didn't understand how that was... Not happy with their results this quarter. That was my takeaway. And then my other takeaway is just like the general... Um, 
glee. behavior. The glee. Not even the glee, just like this is really a, can be a case study on like how damaging anonymous gossip is mm-hmm. and how forums like Reddit are actually so damaging and so dumb and so full of lies. And people really need to adjust how they regard information that they find out on the internet because it's fucking not true yeah i feel like until you experience the cycle of like seeing something that you know is like categorically false um then until that happens and that happened for everyone here today Mm -hmm. so hopefully it's a a watershed moment until that happens like you read something you're like where there's smoke there's fire and then also like Dumois did give like an air of legitimacy to some of these claims because like she is the go-to source for mm-hmm. a lot of things. So I wonder what she's thinking after right. last night. Like, either, and I feel like she doesn't usually talk about influencers and now she's like wishing she didn't. Right. Either, you know, the people who are writing into her don't know shit about fuck mm-hmm. or, you know, Business Insider could improve some of these allegations. Uh, so they left it out. So they, and it just... I don't know, but Business Insider is, like, known to be, like, really shady with their, like, journalism. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if there were allegations they had, like, a little bit of proof on, but not, like, fully, like, they don't care. Like, they put shit out all the time that's, like, fraudulent. Like, they're known to be, like, Because they did this throughout the article. Like, so-and-so said something really fucking nasty, but we couldn't verify it. Like, but it's out there then. So if there was so-and-so said that Brandon Charnas embezzled and that's how he's paying for their life, blah, 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 like, that would have been a paragraph. Right, no. And it's, like, the, the pull quote that everyone's taking is, like, Ariel Charnas is the Bernie Madoff of the fashion industry like as if like a million people said that and it was like one disgruntled vendor said it and so to make a blanket statement and like that's like the pull quote that's all over twitter like i just feel like this article is so unnecessarily like targeting and and intentionally trying to damage an already damaged business no and like do you not know what bernie madoff did right like because if you knew then that's just like a a bad comparison no then it's just kind of insensitive it's a bad metaphor yeah so let's get into it and the fast five, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great day here. Cause yep. you know what I smell? Justice. justice. I smell justice. And you know what it smells like? Heaven. Yep. Without further ado, here are the fast five stories that you need to know. And today's episode is brought to you by Kitsch. When did beauty get so complicated? Mm. So much time, too much money, and not enough products that will that work for you. And that's why Kitsch was created to simplify self-care and beauty products that give you a major boost so you can go on to your next thing. Kitsch offers game-changing, time-saving beauty essentials for hair, skin, and body. Whatever your budget, your skin type, your hair type, Kitsch believes that you deserve little indulgences and affordable prices morning, noon, and night. So their best sellers at Kitsch include satin pillowcases, eye masks and caps which if you are a rough sleeper like myself and you wake up with hair that might as well have not been done the night before really think about getting satin hair accessories it'll make a huge difference in how you wake up they also have shampoo and conditioner bars which are all a part of bottle free beauty heatless satin curl rollers went viral on tiktok i've got them they genuinely work you can reduce the heat damage to your hair and their classic hair ties and scrunchies so kitsch is your one-stop shop for all your holiday gifting your family your besties and all the resties who deserve a little something special this year right now kitsch is offering discounts site-wide anywhere from 25 percent off all the way to 60 percent off all of the month of november when you go to my kitsch.com slash toast you heard it here first that first that's discounts up to 60 percent off certain items at my kitsch m-y-k-i-t-s-c-h.com slash toast plus kitsch has daily flash sales unbelievable deals so check back often one more time that's my kitsch.com slash toast for huge holiday discounts everything you need for holiday gifting or treating yourself also check out their claw clips if you've got like big thick hair and your hair doesn't fit in claw clips the ones from kitsch are really stellar and they will fit your entire hair 
Today's episode is also brought to you by Manscaped. It must be a holiday miracle because the sponsor of today's show, Manscaped, are stuffing your stockings with everything you need in your life and everything you could ask for. That's right. This holiday season, Manscaped has vowed to make sure that your man's ornaments are shining bright and his tree is standing tall. Spice up his stocking with gifts he'll actually use and something that you can enjoy too. If you don't believe in Santa, you better believe in this. They've changed 7 million men for the better. And you can get 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com toast. Manscaped best-selling products are the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. Ben has it. He's had it for a while. It is his favorite thing by far. It has everything inside that you could possibly need. The Lawnmower Body Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for balls, back, chest, the list goes on. The Weed Whacker, which is an ear and nose hair trimmer, which is really more for the lady than for the man but we all win nonetheless. And their famous liquid formulas like the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, a Crop Reviver Ball Toner. It'll keep them smelling nice down there and they're the perfect fit for any stocking. If you want to save 20% off and free shipping, go to manscaped.com slash toast. 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com slash toast. Cheers to rocking the best gifts this holiday season. A gift for him, but really a gift for you. Again, that's manscaped.com slash toast. Make sure you hurry up to their site and ensure that these gifts show up before the holiday season. And make sure you're using the 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com slash toast. Whether this is for your partner, your dad, your brother, your friend, get them something they will actually use and it's almost sure to get a laugh. After all, who doesn't like opening a ball deodorant under the Christmas tree? I, I truly think that's what Santa wanted. I really do. So, Honestly, Santa wants and Santa needs Manscaped. Yeah, I heard Santa has smelly balls, but you didn't hear it from me. Yeah, and all that running around. Gossip. I heard Santa like uses Manscaped when he can find the time because Mrs. 100%. Claus is like, get that smelly gooch out of here. <laughs> no, Mrs. Claus runs a tight ship. <laughs> all right, let's no, who else to, runs okay. a tight ship? on some days except she couldn't get her disgruntled employees in check ariel charnas you guys our first story of the day is the story on everybody's lips the business insider article that has been rumored to drop this week has finally dropped and the headline is ariel charnas's company something navy is floundering amid dwindling sales and employee exodus and furious suppliers so when this article first came out and i saw the headline i was like i knew it i knew like everyone was talking about literally nothing that's what i was saying on the toast yesterday i'm like we're all getting so bent out of shape and there's no article yet so like once the article comes out and everything is in there we can while out right but until then like we all need to seriously calm the fuck down and given the rumor that we heard this week like the headline would have been of course embezzlement cheating husband brandon charnas arrested at polar bar in miami right um amid embezzlement claims four to five million dollars and they're getting divorced so the second i saw this headline i was like oh my god big nothing burger and you know what if you had asked me like a week ago how do you think that something Navy's like clothing company is doing? I probably would have said like not great. I'm always getting targeted Facebook ads for it. And like honestly, this stuff isn't my style. Um, and it just didn't pop off in the way that like maybe it could have. So I, I think I could have told you that like it's not that successful, which isn't a crime. And it's not that big of a deal, especially because what I thought was actually like an interesting piece of information that was in this dumbass motherfucking article not all influencer brands survive. Oh. Model and TV presenter Alexa Chung, who has quadruple in Instagram followers as Charnas, shut down her fashion brand in March after five years. Influencer Tati Westbrook closed her beauty brand in 2021 after just two years. See, something Navy seems to be struggling with the paradox fit familiar to influencer-run brands. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. So I didn't really feel like this was that explosive. The thing that everyone is like latching onto is, you know, vendors and writers and models claiming that they haven't been paid even though once um 
Insider had reached back out to this, you know, unnamed Indian vendor. Mm -hmm. He claimed that his $365,000 bill actually was paid. So thanks, Insider, for getting people paid. Right. Also, Um, there are like some models, some freelancers that it took a while to get paid, but they did get paid. It just was like a long pay period. There's a model who still claims that she hasn't been paid $2,000. And there are like... startups are notorious for taking a long time to pay people and even say, just like big companies not in even startups this is like startup culture like uh, you will pay a vendor when you absolutely have to like that's startup culture um and even enormous like fashion brands do that like getting vendors paid and it's not that doesn't mean it's right but it is kind of like the the way of working especially in fashion like you get paid and then you'll finally get your vendors paid like it takes a long time um and so the article starts out talking about her birthday parties and her kids birthday parties and vendors are seeing this who haven't been paid and the article also like self-owns by saying like the parties are sponsored and they were like profitable for the company so it's not like they're spending all of this company money on lavish parties the parties are actually money-making things for the company. And I don't know why they were focusing so much on the parties when, A, yes, they were profitable for the company. Anybody who was watching it on social media could have told you that it was sponsored. Like that, I saw Don Julio was a sponsor. The kids' party was so sponsored. Like, the whole thing was, I think, one company, I forget, but I remember seeing it and being like, oh, how nice to have a free kids' party. Right, and so, like, the, the employees in here were disgruntled that, like, they were, as a part of their job, pitching brands to sponsor the party even though the party was profitable for the brand that's your job to make money for the brand no and it literally said that ariel was using her personal money to pay for some of the party stuff and then they would the employees company would make money on the partnership side so it's like ariel's actually operating at a personal loss so that the pump company can make money from her birthday party so and and here's the thing that i found so interesting it was like you know there are models out here who like haven't been paid, but then Ariel is wearing, you know, $2,000 boots. And that definitely doesn't look great. I agree. Um, but I feel like, and the, the article really glossed over the fact that like, there was a $10 million investment made in this company. It is not Ariel's company. She is the face of it. They even said she's never in the office. Wait, it's not her company. Also, I think the most interesting thing in this article is that Ariel is a minority stakeholder now in something She's maybe. the face of it. So the the article's thesis is that Ariel's checked out. That's how it literally ends. It's like- Well, would you com- be checked out of a company you now own 5% of so or this whatever This is the last is? sentence. The com- there's no future for the company because I don't think there's a company without Ariel. And at the end of the day, Ariel is just over it. One, like you don't fucking know how Ariel feels about it. Two, she's the minority stakeholder in it. Like, it's up to something Navy now to spread its wings and fly as a brand because... That launched off her back. And also, this article shows how, like, influencer brands can only be successful if eventually the influencer is removed from it and someone's just walking into a something Navy store who has no idea what the Instagram account is. So it looks like that's what they're all trying to do here, but now they're upset that Ariel's not a part of it. No, but the thing is, the thing is, is, like... People just get obsessed with like influencers and like want to blame Ariel because she's rich and like there's like, you know, a writer who hasn't been paid. And, and I'm not saying that that's right. But you have to think about it like, OK, she's a minority. She, it's her, The company was launched off her back, but she's like a minority, minority owner. That's like you're like an Uber employee not getting paid and people like, well, Gary Vaynerchuk was flying private. It's the exact same thing. While like she is the face of the company, it's not her company. A $10 million investment in a brand that hadn't even had any sales yet. She probably owns so little of this company. Mm-hmm. So you, we need to get a little perspective. Yeah. Then also, Insider is upset that she doesn't wear enough of her own clothes and that she's, quote, increasingly detached from her own business. People say more often photograph wearing designer pieces like $2,600 Amaze boots and a $3,900 leather jacket from Kate, the clothing brand, other than her a own lot of brand. brand for a jacket. Um, what's new there? Yeah, Isn't no, that why people follow, follow her, her to begin with and why she gained such influence? Because, like, she has access to the clothing nobody clothes. ever will. Yeah, right. no, it's always been like this. What's the word I'm always looking for with an A? 
aspirational aspirational content so i don't know why everyone's acting like this is a big surprise now i completely no, agree and i feel like her thing has always 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 been like wearing a really nice coat wearing a really nice shoes and a really nice bag and yet there might be a something navy sweater under it what sweater did she wear with the jacket no and by the way that's what i'm saying about the whole article it's like okay the company is failing and i do think part of the reason the company is failing is because ariel doesn't wear the clothes because she wears nicer things um again is that newsworthy <laughs> I don't understand what in this article is actually newsworthy. Yeah. And I'm not glazing over the fact that like there are remaining like two or three people who haven't been paid for certain things. And like that needs to be taken care of. And I'm sure that the company, this isn't like, the, and the, the article actually does give good background on who invested in this company. And what I thought was really interesting is the $10 million investment came from this guy who owned a brand that did a partnership mm -hmm. with Ariel and they never saw such conversion in their life and they wanted to get in on it. It happened in a really natural way and I thought that was really interesting. Okay, so it didn't pan out how everyone hoped it would be and the company's floundering and they have outstanding bills and they probably should shut down their operations and just pay the remaining employees. Totally. Where I don't think is, they should shut down their operations. Why? Like Ariel's checked out. The company's really not I don't successful. Think checked out. I think that's what Insider thinks about her. They don't know her. Yeah, that's true. She has true. three kids. Like she, I think that she tries to streamline her work process. In term, like I'm sure something maybe honestly is the most important thing to her and like to have someone accuse her of not caring about her own brand while like you're supposed to say like this employee who left and now is talking shit cares more about Ariel's brand than she does like it's literally her name and it's being dragged through the mud I think she loves her brand all the clothes on the website like whether you like them or not like they're her style they are a derivative of her style yeah it's not the Hermes version but it's just something no that's version. so true I feel like I remember she once made a headband that was like she used to wear the Prada one and hey she made one that's more affordable mm -hmm. and that works I don't think they need to shut down their business what I thought about the business model was so interesting is like they have opened so many retail stores and like my thing is like why right like who's shopping retail and the answer is nobody but they use this like platform called leap that like opens up like they they cover they all the costs. absorb all of the costs of opening up retail shops so it's like actually not that much of a risk for her to be doing that and then the article says you know in one day they sell five items and I just feel like that's more of a reflection on and retail. an indictment on retail than on something maybe because their online sales are strong when economy is good and the clothes are cute like right. everything else is subject to fluctuations I also thought like the 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 way the employees um at the company like demanded to know every financial decision it's like you're not the ceo of this company you have a job i don't think at, at a standard job you would go and talk to a ceo well what are our numbers like so this was like the there was not much transparency about a plan moving forward or why we're in the position that we're in what the fuck does a graphic designer or a marketing person have anything to do with the financials you don't work in finance no or why we're in the position that we're in like not doing well there's a recession everyone right no so that's also like I think something that was I think every if you work in any industry but specifically fashion which is an indulgence mm -hmm. I, I think you'd be lying if you're saying you're not feeling the hit of the economy and inflation and people are just not spending money on luxury items like clothing right now that aren't a necessity and I think the article really failed to mention like that's a huge contributing factor as to why Ariel's company and also a lot of companies are struggling right now so I just felt like that was kind of the elephant in the room of, of part of the reason why. Because Ariel, say what you want about her, she's fucking influential and that's why she got to the place that she is. This is not, there are influencers out there who like launch companies and get people to invest who are actual frauds. Yeah. Who have followers that are bots, who have absolutely no influence. Ariel is legit. Like her, and that's, that's what I thought was so interesting that the the person who invested the $10 million and, and started this whole thing was so blown away by her influence. She has influence. She has clout. So this isn't like, you know, smoke and mirrors. Yeah. They're just struggling for a variety of reasons, but the economy being one of them. Right. Also, it was funny in the article, they're like, you know, her, inf her analytics are down from 2021 Everyone. to 2022. And it's just not as high as it once was. It's like, 
well, thanks to this week, that's no longer a problem. Right. I would love to hear from her, like, no, you know like what? exponentially I, what her stories view. They must be triple. Jackie, I mean, I followed her forever. And honestly, I was thinking, I couldn't remember the last time she came up in my timeline. Her stories now are the first in my... For everyone. For everyone. For everyone. This is also what I thought was really interesting and, you know, harkens back to my favorite part of this story, the COVID stuff. <laughs> so they, they talked about her being a COVIDiot, whatever. After the scandal, Chardis took a three-week hiatus from social media. When she returned, she was never quite the same, former employee said. The former high-ranking something Navy team member said Chardis became very insecure and hesitant to post, afraid that her followers would attack her. Like, that's so sad. Mm -hmm. She didn't do anything wrong. I will literally die on that hill. Yep. She got COVID and she got sick and she didn't know what to do with it because it was March 14th. So she went to the Hamptons. Right. How nice for her. I wish that could have been me. Mm-hmm. Also, let me see what we else I highlighted. The article, and they talk about it, like Ariel's rise to um, fame, fame and influence, and like what people like about following her. They said Ruby that she likes to show her daughter Ruby. They say Ruby, who is now six. Hold on, I need to find the the whole sentence. One second. She was one of the first fashion bloggers to share her life as a mother, discussing postpartum anxiety and showing her firstborn daughter Ruby, who is now six, playing in the bathtub. No, that was it's definitely like a, like a really fucking weird thing to weird say. Weird thing to say. They st she shows Ruby doing other stuff too. Ruby goes to school. Ruby goes to camp. Ruby loves to make Ruby's bracelets. Outfits. Yeah, Ruby's stunning. Ruby eats. Ruby sleeps. <laughs> Ruby plays with her dog. No, of all like the moments they wanted to take and like, no, it was fucking weird. No, I agree. Also, this now for me, like I'm just trying to gather my thoughts, but my main, main thought here is like there's 75% of this article is not newsworthy. Mm -hmm. Here's another non-newsworthy item. <laughs> High-ranking employees um, complaining, uh, customers complaining, oh, wait, sorry, no, customer service tickets flooding with complaints about the restocking fee for returns, which is $12.75 and inconsistent sizing. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Why the fuck did, no, this is literally the TikTok sound. Why the fuck did you have to bring that up? <laughs> no, it's like restocking fee is definitely annoying. I hate when companies do it, but it happens uh, literally all the time. I would time. rather there be a restocking fee than a no return policy. Or just store credit. Mm. that's more annoying let's get an article about that no but i feel like sometimes like you there's some stores that don't have returns at all no and then something navy responded to that saying we're a tiny team and it costs us money and time to restock returns and our policy transparently reflects this yeah so by the way that's like a really annoying thing that happens in fashion all the time it's not ariel turnus's fault no and like the way that we've been conditioned as online shoppers is you treat um online shopping like it's a fitting room and you order a ton of stuff I do it with Revolve yep. all the time and I think Revolve actually like makes it wants people to do it like because and that's part of their success yes you order a ton of stuff sometimes they order a few sizes too yeah and then you return the things that don't suit you and it has to be profitable for the company so if you do it too much they will restrict your ability to shop with them or return with them um but Ariel saying like in something sorry not even Ariel because this is something Navy and they're two separate brands is saying like we can't afford to do that Right, they're a small company. So like 20 order employees. things that you think will work and if they don't, like you have you can return them, but it's gonna cost. So not only is there so much shit in this article. Oh, and again, like you don't have to shop there. Right. Right. <laughs> the There's thing. no gun to your head. <laughs> so not only is there so much shit in this article that's like genuinely not newsworthy, um, there's so much stuff that like they're making out. Wait, you don't think it's newsworthy that she pronounced Elvis wrong? Okay, wait, 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 wait. So now I'm on that page too. Okay. That's probably my favorite this page, nugget. Okay, this page is everything. So there's a bunch of shit in there that's not newsworthy, but there's also a bunch of shit in there that they're making out to be like such a big deal, mm -hmm. but that's standard practice in fashion industries, like the restocking fee. Like Charnis would frequently flip-flop approving certain styles one day and then deciding she didn't like them after the samples arrived. Literally, we don't even have a fashion company. We have merch we will spend six months designing we said it comes it's so fugly we're like oh, you know just forget it 
that is so common. Like the fact or like that you want to change it. No, she should say, okay, it's ugly, but it's But good. let's leave it because the sample's here. Like, and I don't want people to say I flip-flopped to Business Insider. No, it's so fucking stupid, okay? Then um, was the- uh, Spawn Con The Spawn Con stuff. So I thought this was so fucking funny. And I have so, it here if you want it. Okay, so interesting. So she had two par- a bunch of Instagram partnerships, but two that were mentioned here were with the company Vivrel and the skincare brand Elemis which are both very new companies with, let's be honest, fucking weird ass names. You could say Vivrel. I think that's what I used to think was If fun. you were Latin, you would say Vivrelier. Vivrelier. Yeah. Vivre. Double L. Yeah, double L. You could say Elemis. And by the way. I would not know how to say Elemis if it weren't for people like using it on TikTok and being like. This if it wasn't for Ariel Jordan's <laughs> Instagram. Sorry. Right. So she had two brand deals that she wanted to post and she was a little reluctant and like people had to kind of hound her down to record the uh, Vivrel one because well, here's why. Hold on, hold on. Charnas hated posting for certain brands. Right. So they made, at first in the article, they made it seem like she hated posting for Varel because she was like embarrassed to be, you know, with a company that's not like, you know, buying purses. You're renting she purses. Did, they said she didn't want her followers to think she rented handbags, but she eventually agreed to do the post as long as she was photographed only with specific pieces from designers like Ch- Chanel and Bottega Veneta, said the former staffer who so, discussed the value. So she writes that first, which makes it seem like Ariel thinks she's too good to rent bags. Mm-hmm. And like saying like it was a brand that was like beneath her. But then... They added a little thing in parentheses that's actually definitely the real reason. Another employee believed the partnership, she was worried about the partnership because her followers wouldn't believe that she rented bags. It would seem very fake. Uh, duh. It would seem very fake unless it was Chanel and Bottega Veneta and then it's like, oh, okay, maybe she would rent those bags because that's what she wears. Right, so, she, so it's like the article really tried to make her look bad and then really put the real reason for it in parentheses, which is like, duh, no one would believe that Ariel Charnas is renting a bag. Right. So I just felt like that's really, that's what you need to know about the article. It's like they're really reaching for something because the reason is actually really fair. I can see, and I don't think it's that Ariel Charnas doesn't want to work. She's built an amazing business. Right. It's not like, you know what? That would be like me doing, you know, a sponsorship with SoulCycle. Like, I'll do it, <laughs> but like, no one's going to believe it. Right. Come on. So then, maybe you find a way to work with SoulCycle on a way that people would believe it. And for her, that's just doing Chanel and Bottega. And for me, that's eating a donut on the bike. Yeah, or being like, you guys should try SoulCycle. No, or like me literally having to go to the hospital after a SoulCycle class. Yes. So, okay, whatever. Also then, then they said she mispronounced the names of brands, including Vivrel and the skincare brand Elemis in videos, according to two former staffers and Elemis Asset Charnas reshoot the video. If I had a dollar for every time I sent a brand, Brandon content, and they're like, you called it the wrong thing, or this is actually, you know, the two-piece set, not oh, the one-piece set. Is, um, this isn't a pullover, it's a half sip. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, that just happened to me. Oh, I got once, I had to reshoot the whole thing because I wasn't wearing shoes. <laughs> and it was like, it was outfits, and they wanted me to like make outfits, which I did, but I didn't put shoes on, I didn't leave my house, and they said they wanted shoes. So again, this is another example of like, very standard practice, ask any influencer if they've ever had to reshoot for a brand because they mentioned something incorrectly or they didn't use the right code. Mm-hmm. Happens literally all the time. So much so that now a lot of influencers will agree to a brand deal with a max of two reshoots because like it's doing the same thing over and over and it's a waste of people's time. So, okay, so she pronounced two, by the way, two out of how many brands does she work with? Literally a hundred. Also like who mispronounced, like mispronouncing stuff is so relatable. Uh, have you met me? Go Macro. Also, you can use Go a brand Macro. that you've used, you can like have a brand that you've used for so long and mispronounce it up until you do the ad just like you and go macro right we'd have them in the office for literally two years and then we started doing ads for them and claudia's like it's go macro i was like oh no it's go macro no i literally in my daily life was calling it go macro and then once i did the ad i learned that i was wrong it's like the magician so again this is another instance of like very standard practice in the influencer industry people get asked to reshoot things all the time but now it's like a crime when ariel charnas does it right also the employees were upset because she has a lot of sponsored content and also they gave the numbers that if she's doing an in-feed post it's around 20k if she's doing a set of stories it's 8 to 10k 
And she asked that in order to most efficiently utilize staff time and resources, she would shoot multiple sets of content within a single session. So basically blocking off a day and be like, we're filming everything for this month on this day, which um, I guess employees weren't happy with because they have to run around and get all the product. because no, it and seems the copy. like they have to work hard, which uh, they didn't want to do. But the article is dragging Ariel because in a Q&A, she said she'll usually work on something maybe from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Yeah. So it's like Ariel can't. So you have to, you're complaining that you have extra uh, responsibilities at your job, but do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's no. like this whole work hard, not work hard thing. Right. You're uh, uh, criticizing her for working hard, for asking you, for not working hard enough because she asked you to work harder. Right. Anyways, they said, then it says right after that, Charnis is apparent aversion to brand partnerships. Apparent aversion to brand partnerships. She built her she, whole brand. No, she wants to film them all in one day. That's right. an aversion. That's just called time management. Bewildered her staffers who didn't understand why she was kneecapping her own business. I can't. She, yeah, because she wants doing. to film them all in one day. By the way, I do the exact same thing. If I have multiple things to shoot, I'm waiting till a day where I look pretty and wear makeup and I'm going to film everything that I need to film for that week. Right. Also, lest we not forget, she has three kids. I know. What time do they get home from school? No, like, totally. She wants to be done for the day and no, be but a she's, mom. She's, it's not like she works from 10 to 2 and then she goes to sleep. No, and it's like everybody's always like, women can have it all. You can work and be a mother. And it's like, well, give us time to be mothers then. No, and it's that we're, we're dragging someone for making for, it work for, for them. For trying to micromanage her schedule. Oh, and by the way, Ariel Trennis is a fucking business owner. This is literally like she runs her own Instagram account. Oh, your employees, you have literally no right to comment on how she chooses to run her life. This is her life. Yeah. Also, this next one, the, they talk about the CEO and they don't like how he's like, you know, shielding everyone from the fact that the business isn't doing well. They said he seemed reluctant to respond to waning sales with measures like pulling back on inventory or furloughing employees, three former staffers said. Instead, he relied solely on flash sales and ever larger discounts. How nice. That's so nice. That he, he didn't, didn't want to fire people. people. So instead, he, he, he got marked, to work. He marked down prices. No, wait. That, that, okay, that's another thing in the article. So, wait, okay, ready? <laughs> The employee added at one point in 2021, even as sales were meager, something Navy spent $40,000 a week yep. on paid social media on Facebook and Instagram, which ended up generating minuscule returns and sometimes even losses. Okay, so they're trying. So, so what this article is saying <laughs> is they're trying, they're, they're seeing a problem, sales are meager. So a, a solution that works for a lot of people in any industry is paid social, putting money behind Instagram ads, Facebook ads, Twitter ads, things like that. So they did that. So they're trying. Oh, wow. No, so here's the, here's that, the takeaway. They're spending a lot of money on the company. <laughs> right. No, it's especially after the rumors that Brandon is embezzling $4 million. $4 million. Four million dollars. No, they're overspending on paid Facebook ads, ads because they want to drum up sales. No, because they're trying. <laughs> because the, the company's not doing well. Also, so what should they do? The company's not doing well. They should not advertise? Wouldn't that be more of an exposure on the power of, or lack of power of Facebook ads? You're not getting what you're paid for because it says also um, something Navy's return on acquisition spending is consistent with broader market trends and paid spend. So, hey, that sounds like an article. So wait, so wait, it sounds like once again, something Navy's doing something in the fashion industry that everyone does. No, but it sounds like maybe people are overpaying for paid social media and it doesn't garner the results that they think. I'd love to see an article about that. So to me, we're on pa it's 21 pages. I'm on page 20, maybe 20. The most important, in my opinion, article no, I can't even speak. The most important part of the article is buried at the very bottom. Mm -hmm. After we get this boring ass bio on who Matt Scanlan is. Who the fuck cares? 
Former employees said that the CEO shielded Charnas from the company's struggles. Matt was adamant that no one would talk to Ariel or her husband, Brandon, about the performance of the business. If she ever asked about something, you had to say it was amazing, that everyone loved it, the brand was great, and sales were great. So here, 20 pages in, we finally learn that Ariel had no idea that the company was struggling so badly. Again, she's a minority owner. She doesn't go to the office because, once again, she's a minority owner. Um, and it was her understanding that everything was going amazing. So she's going to, of course, she had no idea vendors weren't being paid. So she doesn't think twice about posting her fancy sponsored party because everything's going great, according to her. Why was that not the overarching, like, to... To begin the article, the first page of the article is vendor is owed 300 grand. Ariel's throwing lavish parties. Don't you think this paragraph would have been really important on page one, not buried on page 20? Right. Right. After Matt Scanlan went to NYU, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Also, a lot of it is like the former staffers who are contributing to the article. I think, you know, in the last two years, she lost 22 employees. She has currently 28. Who knows what, like, how many employees she aims to have it at a certain time but it's just like even one of the employees that they cited who was like a really high up at something maybe who's no longer there I actually follow her on Instagram because she's become like a little bit of an influencer she's a mom she has three kids and it's like I saw how in the last two years she has three kids maybe that's why she left right no it's not, not everybody who leaves a job is like disgruntled and the business is tanking no it's so true um and just to add one more um how is this newsworthy pull quote the tone on Charnas's personal Instagram has likewise shifted Relatable and smiling posts has given way Claudia, to muted. I literally highlighted the section with, and I wrote deranged. No. Has given way to muted, underexposed shots of the influencer hiding her face behind sunglasses. Even the way she dresses now, it's just different. Feels older and more in the luxury space. Like one her. former employee Older said. and more in the luxury space. But she added, that's not what people were following her for. Okay, so influencer changes the filter that she uses. <laughs> Business Insider writes an article? <laughs> I, I really, I don't understand. This no, is actually embarrassing. No, it feels older and more in the luxury space than when people started following her. Because she's gotten older and, and more richer. successful. And richer. Anyways, Dumb fucking article. All of this to say, I think that... I'm sure Ariel had a hard week with like all of the ups and downs of her family, of her family and everything. But knowing that everything that was going around her wasn't true, I'm sure she was just like so fucking confused. But at the end of the day, I think she should thank Dumois because this probably wasn't her PR strategy, but it's an amazing one. No, you she's think back on top. You think an article's coming out about you, so you put out rumors that are so much fucking crazier than what they're about to say that by the time the article comes out, it's a nothing. Yeah, I don't know what my my sentiment on the article would have been if there wasn't this like week long hoopla. After like nobody, nobody, this article drops. Right. I'd be like, been oh, like, oh my shit. god crazy shit over there no this is and i'm sure it's actually been a really hard week for ariel and like this is not the outcome she expected but in a very twisted way it's the outcome that is the best possible outcome right and also i think she's more famous than ever it also showed how much people are obsessed with her love her or hate her like they can't stop fucking talking no, they're about obsessed her. with with how, looking for a reason for now two three years people have been looking for a reason to like really cancel ariel charnas because again like i said yesterday she's skinny she's rich she's pretty her life seems very effortless and everything comes and her, to her life is full her life is full people have been people are so jealous people have been looking for a reason i'm sorry and you know what i will literally i will do a televised debate with someone if they can give me a good reason as to what she did wrong when she had COVID. She didn't know. She didn't fucking know. And she was just going about her regular life being a business owner and a mom and a rich one at that. So she has a house in the Hamptons and, and she got to go there and some of us were suffering in our apartments and that sucks. But that's America. Yeah. That's where we live in. So again, you have a problem with like capitalism and corporate greed and you're taking it out on Ariel Charnas. And I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. No, not at all. So I'm glad that we can close out the week. Um, 
and put this whole thing to bed, I think that a lot of the issues that they illustrated about sales will be totally swept away by this week's fanfare. I think everybody's at somethingnavy.com checking out what they're, because they say, oh, the clothes are ugly, they're not selling, makes me want to go to somethingnavy.com and see what they're selling, and I'm sure I'll find something I want to buy. Of course. No, it's... This is PR. It's like, it's really what they say. Like, there's no such thing as bad press because I, I'm sure like this has taken a toll on her emotionally because people talking about your family, your husband, your kids doing deep dives like on her mom's Instagram. It's it's not something that anyone really should ever go through. And so while it's been taxing and I'm sure there are a lot of benefits that come out of it, it's still it's still not a pleasant situation to go through. It's your family. I just want to say I'm on somethingnavy.com. Like so, such gorgeous things and all things that I could see Ariel wearing. They're in line with her personal yeah, style. Her style is very simple and like elegant. It's not like crazy trendy. It's very classic. Yeah, no, it's it's not. The thing is, it's not my personal style. I'm sure I could find something on that. That actually, that green jacket's cute. Um, <laughs> but again, not every company is for everyone. Yeah. Just and again, crazy. when you're reading this article, like, please keep in mind that Ariel owns so little of this company. She is the face of it. It's the same way I was like, okay, ready? Remember when Fabletics was like Kate Hudson's company? Yeah. It's the same exact thing. That was a perfect example of like building a brand off the back of a, of a famous person. And now I don't even think, I'm sure she still owns like a couple percent points on, on the company, but oh, my Fabletics didn't ship. Kate Hudson, call me. Yeah. You know? There's a restocking fee. Right. Kate Hudson, don't have a birthday party. Right. No, exactly. Like, we really just need to get a perspective on her involvement in this company, and the article really failed to do that. Yeah. And the I article think, failed on a lot of, of points. I think all of us as a society, like, need to look at how we behaved this week. I completely agree. And I think the internet, we all, we all owe Ariel Charnas an apology. Like, two, because of COVID. Two, I've been saying that for years. Don't get me started. Um, we, this, like, we need to use that TikTok sound. I'm going to be real with you guys. You look like fucking clowns. Yeah. You really do. And every single person who like made some shit up on Instagram. I saw Brittany Charnas at Polo Bar getting arrested. Shame on you. You're disgusting. The person who released that fake statement. Shame on you. Everyone who acted like a fucking clown this week. Shame on you. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. Also, um, all week people were like she's posting like nothing's happened nothing is happening because nothing happened what else would she have done literally i wonder if she, when she saw the rumors like that were so unfounded like just the one brandon charnas embezzled 45 right. million dollars if she was like laughing crying honestly i feel like she's pr like has her head on straight i feel like it actually would have been a relief because you know with these articles they torture you like they you know that that the hit piece is being written about you and like you get an email about it and they want to fact check and they torture you and they reach out to every single person in your life former college friends roommates and those people who are still in your life they'll be like i got this text it's happened to me like for my friends from high school um it makes you sick for weeks and months mm -hmm. on end knowing that this article's coming out about you, especially from Business Insider, which really has no journalistic integrity. No, and they've been like doing this thing recently where they like pick their mark and then they dig through their life for, you know, two to six months and they find like all of the bad things and write that article. Even if all of the bad things are one percent of your life and like the bad things are one percent of your life and like the ninety-nine percent like you are doing so much good. Mm -hmm. Mine's Dave Portnoy article, like there was those allegations from those girls. Like, did they mention how many small businesses they he saved? Like they should mention both, no? Yeah. No, I think the Dave Portnoy thing like was interesting because while I do think Dave Portnoy is not great. Like likes younger girls. I think there's there's definitely questionable things in his personal life. I also think his like retaliation against them really highlighted how Business Insider has 
really questionable um like ethics when it comes to journalistic integrity like they yeah. just they have there there is a, a bar you have to reach when you're writing for a publication and and business insider like has a reputation for for not reaching that bar ever yeah but i do think like that's not to say like there were things in that article like not that everything was a lie like i do think dave Portnoy is like kind of no, but like he showed they had like stories from like two or three girls that like had bad experiences with him and like he showed the text messages yeah. that told a completely different story like yeah they told only a a piece of the story mm -hmm. and i know so, yeah it's important i like young girls yeah no for sure but and where's the story on scott distick right no totally totally i i completely agree so i just think um business insider like has a reputation for that yeah but so when when you know that this is being written about you like it really it takes over your life you can't not think about anything else um and then this week when all these rumors started to come out i think honestly maybe it provided a little levity yeah for her I, I i think i don't know i would love for her to come on the podcast like you're always welcome here girly yeah or like someone next time someone's going through this even though they won't be able to see the forest through the trees like start blogging documentary drop the vlog documentary yeah that's a documentary a celebrity documentary we need to say yeah just like the week of my my week with cancellation <laughs> literally anyways <sighs> now it's over it's over and so everyone take a look inside yourselves look inward take inventory where were you where were you what did you say what did you do yeah our next story some allegations worth discussing mm. nick carter <gasps> has been alleged and accused of raping an underage autistic fan. So that's been accused of Nick Carter of raping an underage autistic fan in 2001. And he has responded to this allegation denying it. But he said, uh, this claim is about an incident that supposedly took place more than 20 years ago and is not only legally meritless, but also entirely untrue. Unfortunately, for several years now, uh, the plaintiff has been manipulated into making false allegations about Nick, and those allegations have changed repeatedly and materially over time. No one should be fooled by a press stunt orchestrated by an opportunistic lawyer. There is nothing to this claim whatsoever, which we have no doubt the courts will quickly realize. Uh, the... Um, no, because I believe it. The girl held a press conference on Thursday in which she slammed Nick Carter for allegedly sexually assaulting her when she was just 17 years old. She said, quote, even though I'm autistic and live with cerebral palsy, I believe that nothing has affected me more or had a more oh. lasting impact on my life than what Nick Carter did and said to me. Oh, After God, he raped cry. me, I remember he, him calling me the R-worded bitch and grabbing me and leaving bruises on my arm. She also filed a lawsuit on Thursday alongside three anonymous women, identified only as Jane Doe's, who also claimed Carter sexually assaulted them. Wow, that was like the most upsetting thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm like really upset. Like, I know. I'm going to cry. And honestly, so I saw this story and it reminded me of a lot of the things that Nick Aaron Carter alleged about his brother before he passed away. Um, and I, weirdly, I only remembered because I saw in my time hop a few days, like weeks ago, I had a screenshot uh -huh. of it. And the headline was that Aaron Carter accused his brother, Nick Carter, of raping a 91-year-old woman and was asking the FBI to investigate. And then when I was searching that this morning, there's a tweet from Aaron Carter in September 2019 that said, my sister raped me from the age of 10 to 13 years old when she wasn't on her medications and I was abused not only sexually by her, but by my first two backup dancers when I was eight years old. And my brother abused me my whole life. And I just want to say, I feel like we Aaron Carter was like silenced and wronged. And of course, he went through so much. And I, I don't towards the end, I don't know like where he was at and what he was saying. But so this isn't the first time someone saying someone saying so something so crazy. fucking crazy about Nick Carter. Like 
raping an underage autistic fan and raping a 91 year old woman and aaron said that his brother admitted to the act and told him that quote he covered her mouth so no one could hear her scream oh my god um what the fuck yeah and no, seriously, told, what said, the fuck? And, and Aaron Carter had said the woman's name at the time. I guess like their mother worked in hospice. Like he was giving Holy details. shit. He said, hey, at FBI, my brother raped Mildred and told me in confidence in his pickup truck. She was 91 years old. And my brother told me he covered her mouth so no one could hear her scream. Put me on a polygraph machine, please, FBI. My mother knows she was taking care of two elderly women who were on hospice, Mildred and Opal, who my mother was keeping alive. At FBI, what are you going to do about that? Nothing. I'm reporting a rape from Nick on S. Send on an elderly woman who was dying and was 91 that he raped strapped Nick up to a polygraph machine and a really good one please holy shit like the way I woke up when you told me this yesterday last night so the way I woke up yesterday morning like I literally couldn't have cared less about Nick Carter I'm not even back like I I don't even like the Backstreet Boys the way I will make it my mission in life to end end Nick Carter like I will not kill i'm not that's not a threat i mean like there are multiple ways to end i will not stop talking about this now i'm so upset like right this and to get away with it for so long and like now like i i look back and like even i feel guilty like we all just kind of discredited aaron carter because like he was like acting crazy and looking crazy and had like crazy tattoos like but this was a person like deeply in pain who like survived years of trauma and who was like speaking the truth and breaking the cycle. Mm-hmm. I'm so upset. No, I, like, I, don't, I don't even know what corner of this people, story is the more, more upsetting two one. Two people could, you know, come forward with their truth and allegations and one person's brave and the other person's crazy. Right. And, and why? No, totally. I'm so upset. So upset. And then it also reminded me of when Nick Carter was dating Paris Hilton and she showed up with a bunch of bruises on herself. And it was said at the time that she had done that um, photo shoot where she was uh, tied up, up with the, um, it was like barbed cords. wire. It was like cords, like. Um, like cables. Cables, yeah. And it, I think the, I don't know if Nick said it or Paris said it, but like that it was bruises from that. But like there's a lot of smoke with Nick Carter and it's not your normal kind of smoke. No, and you know, now that we're it's talking like, about it, I was being nice a couple weeks ago. I think it's fucking weird he didn't cancel the concert the day after his brother died. Sorry, I'm saying it. It was fucking weird. Right. Weird. I was just like, maybe he's grieving because I was trying to be nice. No, you're, there's something fucked or wrong Let's with you. I don't going. like it. And you know what? All these Redditors who thought you knew something about Ariel Charnas, uh-huh. why don't you put your energy towards a, a worthy a, cause? Towards a monster. Yeah. Towards a real fucking monster. Totally. I need the internet to ascend upon Nick, Nick Carter. Because these two accusations have nothing to do with each other. No. Except for the person they're accusing and they're some of the most heinous crimes I've ever right, heard. Because it's taking advantage of a vulnerable person. Two vulnerable people. So I could actually, like, it is a pattern because even though one's 91 and one's 17, and one's your little brother, so three. Right, right. they're all like vi- the same type of victim because they're all people you have power over and they're all people who come from like a vulnerable place. Yeah. And they're like weak, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I'm, I'm girl- saying I believe every fucking word of this. I, 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 I fucking... I, I fucking hate this guy. And the girl Shannon Ruth, called Shay, is filing with three other women. So right. now there's three more. Four or five, technically. Aaron, Hospice. Mildred. Yeah. The other three... And, and Che. Che. Yeah. No, this is really fucking twisted and really upsetting. Yeah. Do you want more details or no? Like, not really. Like, the details of the tour bus, the drink. Okay. Like, according to a copy of the complaint obtained by page six, the pop star allegedly lured Ruth into his tour bus after... Who's com- Ruth? Shay. That's her last name. Oh, whoa, whoa. Shay Ruth. I thought Ruth was... Okay, yeah. yeah that She's is, a first-year last name. First-year last name. 
Uh, the pop star allegedly lured her into his tour bus after a concert in Tacoma, Washington, and offered her a red colored drink, which she now believes was a mix of alcohol and cranberry juice. Again, she was 17. He then allegedly took the young fan, who was a virgin at the time, to a bed on the tour bus where he allegedly continued to sexually assault her. Ruth also claimed in the press conference that she contracted HPV, mm. um, which is a sexually transmitted infection following her, her encounter with Carter. She said, just because Nick Carter is a celebrity does not mean that he is excused from his crimes. I'm a survivor and always will be. I just don't know why why people aren't talking more about this. No. Like, like for real. Let's talk about it. This is, this is like a crazy, disgusting story. Yeah. And honestly, I want to hear from the other BSB members. Because if someone's that much of a monster, like... You, you know. Even if you don't know, like, details, like, you have a feeling about someone. Like, it, it shouldn't be that surprising they've been working with him for, like, 20 years. No, yeah. And honestly, I feel like the most honest member of that group is AJ McLean. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know why. I'm always watching the interviews of him. He's, like... We've interviewed him. He's obsessed with his daughter. He's uh, sober. Like, I feel... Actually, maybe... I think, like, a lot of his, like, dark times when it came to alcoholism, like, was, like, at the height of Backstreet Boys. So maybe he wasn't, like, aware enough. Mm. So maybe he's not the, the best person to ask. I don't know. Also, they were supposed to do, the Backstreet Boys were supposed to do like some holiday special on ABC and it's been canceled in Good. light of these claims. No, I think that's for the best. Yeah. Fuck you, Nick Carter. Like, wow, I literally despise. Despise. Ugh. And he was like my... I know. My number one. I know. Growing up. But like, I know. What did I know? What, nothing. Nothing. Okay, let's get into the next story, which is some positive news. Is it brought to you um, by Haya? Yes. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk that growing kids should never eat. But that's why Haya was created. The pediatrician approved pediatrician approved superpowered chewable vitamin. While most children's vitamins are filled with sugar and they can contribute to a variety of health issues, Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, but it tastes great and is perfect for picky eaters. They fill the most common gaps in modern child's diets to provide the full body nourishment that our kids need with a yummy taste that they love. They're formulated with the help of nutritional experts. Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. It is, of course, non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gluten-free, nut-free, and everything else free that you can imagine. It's designed for kids of all ages and is sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing to worry about. Um, um, it's also really fun packaging. It like is this really cute bottle that comes with like all these stickers and like the kids can decorate it. So, you know, you'll get a good 20 minutes of like silence while they play with the packaging. Right. And then every time you bring out the bottle, it's like a fun sticker. reminder of artwork. Um, we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash toast. This deal is not available on the regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash toast to get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Again, that's HayaHealth.com slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Perfect Bar. Don't go nuts this holiday season. Fuel yourself with the Perfect Bar, the original refrigerated protein bar that has a cookie dough-like texture. It is creamy and full of flavor, and it's unlike any other bars out there. Now they come in snack size, which is packed up to six grams of proteins and 150 calories. A little goes a long way. They're made with the only whole food ingredient and contain no artificial preservatives. Perfect Bar is stored in the fridge, so grab one after a workout for a quick bite while you're out or while you're holiday shopping, and you'll feel good about what you're snacking on. If you aren't convinced already, they also sell non-GMO project verified gluten-free, soy-free, kosher, low-GI, everything, kosher, ally. Um... And they're kept in the fridge, which is something I feel like we need to talk about more because the fact that like we've like been eating all these like delicious bars these years that like aren't in the fridge, like ew. 
Yeah, but it like also... How fresh can they be? Right. It just shows you how the perfect ones are so fresh. Right. Fresh I love that dark chocolate one mm, with the sea surprising. salt. No, I know. But I, you want to know why? Because I don't really like dark chocolate unless it's cold from the fridge. Isn't and that with weird? a little salt. Yes, the sea salt adds a nice touch. I like the cookie dough one. Yum, yum. They're really good. And they know it'll be love at first bite. So for a limited time, they're offering you a chance to try their refrigerated protein bars for free. Here's how it works. Wow. Sign up for email and, or texts and then upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store and they'll reimburse you for the cost of one bar directly into your Venmo or PayPal account. All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free perfect bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free perfect bar today. Happy snacking. Also, their snack size ones are really perfection. Those like, are my favorite ones. They're the perfect size. Like, because sometimes I'm just trying to tie it over to my me- right. next meal, not trying to replace my meal. Right. But sometimes I am trying to replace my meal, and that's when I go for the big ones. They have it all. When I'm on tour, just like being a mogul, perfect bars. They perfect. thought of it all. They thought of it all. Are you going to miss tour? Um. Yeah. Well, actually, we never even got to, like, recap how I've been looking forward to like this special of course because I'm like I was nervous about it and I wanted to get it over with but also like I've, I have been looking forward to the end of the tour it's like a lot of time away from my house Grace. and my family and um it's amazing and but there's like some drawbacks like it's just it's a lot of hard work and I've been looking forward to it being over and when I tell you I was not perfect I was not prepared for the profound sadness I would feel when it was over like I actually on Tuesday night like when we got home from dinner I had had two cocktails like I did cry like I was like it wasn't crying over like pride and accomplishment no it was like pride over miss the road no not miss the road I, like when I tell you like the material that I wrote like is it's first of all it's my it's my life like I, I don't make stuff up like it's literally these things that have happened to me and I've worked so hard over the last year like if you saw the first show and then you saw the last show it was it's so different like I've worked so hard on my craft and these stories to like bring them to life and like make people laugh and like it really like the material it will live forever in the special but like it's retired now mm-hmm. and I just feel um I feel very connected to the material because it's things so that happen miss, to me. You're going to miss the material. I'm going to miss like, you know, this part of my life. Like it's, it will be memorialized in the special. So I'm glad that people will get to see it. But I don't know. It's just like. It's the end of a chapter. It's the end of a chapter. And it's the end of literally thinking about something nonstop for one whole year. And now I haven't thought about it. And it's like, you know. What's there to think about? Right. You. That's so sweet. Yeah. Thank you. I've been waiting for you to yeah. turn your attention. You're welcome. Towards me. Finally. That's sweet. Yeah. Claudia, that's beautiful. Thanks. We're excited for the special. When will it be out? I have no fucking idea. Cool, cool, cool. Cool. (sighs) Next up, another person making their big feature debut. Taylor Swift is making her feature directing debut for Searchlight Pictures. Taylor Swift will be making her feature directorial debut with Searchlight Pictures. The singer, songwriter, and director has written an original script, which will be produced by the Oscar-winning studio behind No Man Land and The Shape of Water. And Juno. Oh. Other key details, like a plot and casting, are being kept under wraps until a later date. But landing the project from one of the world's most successful musicians is a cue. Cue. No, this is so interesting. Like, I feel like there comes a time in every, like, major, major pop star's life where, like, they do something different. Um, like with Lady Gaga, like she's obviously really um, taking the acting world by storm. Like she's two Oscar seasons in a row back to back in like Oscar movies. And so, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. so I feel like Taylor doing it from like the director POV is, is so cool. I know she's been like writing and directing her own music videos for a long time. And obviously this is a big leap. Um, but Taylor doesn't do anything half-assed. Like no. it, it's going to be good. Yeah, it will be. I'm so curious like what the film is about. I know. It's probably some type of romance mm-hmm. but not like in a corny way no yeah like a dark romance like i feel like like all too well short film i would love that like a, a long, all too well the movie 
That would actually be really good. Or what if it's like a book ter- that she loves turned into a movie? Because I feel like that's what happened with Crawdads. Like maybe that was her putting her foot in the water of like writing a right. song for a movie that uh, for a book that she loved. So they said she wrote a script for it. So does that like that means she I guess could have written a script off a book? Like she yes. bought the rights to a book. Yes, because even when you acquire the rights to a book, like someone has to write a script. Right. I do feel like Taylor definitely reads a lot. Like, because sometimes, and I know I sound crazy, but like sometimes I'll listen to a song and I like I know she wrote it about a certain book. It says an original script, which I feel like could still be a book. No. Okay. Because it is an original script, but like it's a weird way to phrase it if you're writing a script off of a book. Yeah. Either way, I'm here for it. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited. I just hate finding out things so early. But it sounds like plot and casting are under wraps, not unknown. It might oh, not be that true. early. Plus, if it has a studio. and There's progress being made. Yeah. But it definitely feels a little it's bit like It's not like, like Taylor Swift had the idea today and we're hearing about it. Right. Taylor Swift wrote a script. Hopefully somebody buys it's, it. Oh, and the script is done. Right. Yeah, that's true. Okay. But I do think it'll still be like at least a year. Do you think she'll cast her friends? And if so, which ones? Like well, Blake Lively? Well, so that's the interesting thing is like, we have so many options. Or will she use it as an opportunity to make friends? I don't think she's in that phase of her life anymore. Like, I think she has, like, celebrity friends that, like, are the go-to. I feel like that Haim girl is going to be it who was in that movie, Licorice Pizza. And would that change things for you or not? I'm just not, like, a Haim girly. Haim. I know I always say it wrong. Haim. Haim. They say it's, like, Lahaim, but Haim. lose the L. Haim. Haim. Yeah, no. Like, but it, it does always surprise me, like, who Taylor Swift's celebrity friends are because like we just found out from bejeweled like laura dern you know i would how love to dern? see laura dern how you dern i would just i would love to see laura how you dern <laughs> in a film yeah i feel like everyone so there's probably i could if i sat down oh a list of 100 actors who are taylor swift affiliated who could be in it joe alwyn i mean they never do anything even remotely publicly facing together um no that would be honestly toxic it could be well it would be a little unprofessional nepotism and then also she's gonna watch him smooching this is not good and she's gonna be his boss no no right no that could really end up being a toxic work environment and there would be like a business insider article i'd rather them just see them walk a red carpet you know they won't do that because it's like too scary but they'll work together no i the fact that they've literally never walked a red carpet together is so crazy could be sophie turner yeah no there's so many people zoe uh, zoe kravitz Mm mm-hmm I think this is exciting. Yeah. For a lot of industries combined. Yeah. And of course the Swifties. Of course. But I think it's going to be like not what the Swifties would expect. No, to this is a huge pivot. Watch. Like I think it's for the it's for the critics as well. Yeah, no, Taylor like wants to be critically acclaimed. Like she wants an Oscar. Wow. And this she could be an EGOT, you know? She has Well, she has Grammys, but like this is her putting her toe in the EOT. Mhm. I wonder if she'll be nominated. What were the Oscar songs nominations? Did we get the Oscar nominees? No. Os- we didn't. No. Okay. Because maybe her song for Crawdads will be nominated. Oh, right. That song is actually very good. It is. And that movie is so good. And if you haven't watched it, The Holidays Are the Perfect Time. It's a great family film, even though there's like one or two sex scenes, but they're not that crazy. Yeah. Um, our next story is a little more content news that's exciting and fun for the whole family. Wow. Beauty and the Beast, the 30th celebration, will debut on ABC on December 15th. Set those DVRs, Disney friends. This is, by the way, this is 2022's Annie Live. Like the way we updated you guys on every single thing happening in Annie Live last year, I will be doing the same because we got casting news and it's very good. So we're mere weeks from the special Beauty and the Beast 30th anniversary television special that you don't want to miss. The wonderful world of Disney and ABC 
ABZ. It's a new <laughs> network. It's a new network. Will be premiering on Thursday, December 15th from 8 to 10 p.m. on ABC. And then the show will be available to stream on Disney+. Plus. Now, the castings are here. And so you need to know who is who. Now, Belle, the role of Belle will be played by her. Who is an amazing voice. The role of Beast will be played by Josh Groban. I could and not I wanna, have there selected. Been, there have been some rumors circulating about this that I just want to sort of squash, mm-hmm. which is that like I was consulted about this casting as like a Beauty and the Beast file, as a Groban file. And no, I had nothing to do with this. I actually cannot think of somebody I would have preferred to play this role. Like even Dan Stevens, like Josh Groban is the beast. Wait, like, but it's also perfect because he sang the songs on the most recent soundtrack. Right. He sang Evermore. Uh, as the beast yes Stevens doesn't sing so they obviously just loved his performance and he loved being involved I'm so like I could cry I'm so joyous yes then Joshua Henry will be performing the role of Gaston I think he's an unknown big shoes to fill I don't know huge shoes to fill and I don't know him then Rita Moreno will be the narrator cute Martin Short will be Lumiere perfection Mm. like literally if I in my brain if I could have come up with who is literally a walking Lumiere it's yeah. Martin Short. David Allen Greer will be Cogsworth. He, Cogsworth. Cogsworth. He's a Tony Award winner. So he a must. A what? A Tony Award winner. A Tony Award winner? So he must be Broadway. Can you show me him? Do I know his face? Um, There's not a picture of him there? Oh, forget it. Forget it. It's fine. Forget it. Clicky. Clicky. Oh, he does look familiar. No, I don't know him, but Cogsworth is, is a re- really, really good role. Like, I think. Hey, Cogsworth, I would really love love that role. Yes, and then... Um, Can you get to Mrs. Potts? Mrs. Potts will be played by Shania Twain. Perfection. Perfection. I Honestly, this is so stellar. December 15th, you can catch us um, watching this on ABC. We'll be together. We will be. We'll be together. I'll set my DVR. We'll be together. Even though we're watching live with commercials. We're watching live with commercials. I'm so excited. Like, I don't know, honestly, and what's... You know a- who we can watch with. Taylor. I don't know what's a better casting, honestly. Martin Short or Josh Groban. Like, they're both literally perfect. Yeah. Like, I feel like Lumiere was literally written off of a Martin Short character. Literally. And Josh Groban was literally born to be the beast. You guys, like, they better not fucking ruin this. I, don't fuck it up, and please. And I wonder if it's going to be, like, a re, like, the whole story or just the songs. Like, it's not going to be Beauty and the Beast live or they would call it that. Right? Is that not what it's called? And if they've been working on this, I feel like it's just a 30th celebration, so it's just going to be like them oh. singing songs. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was Beauty and the Beast Live. It's unclear. It's that time of year. Annie Live was literally a year ago. But we started hearing about Annie Live so long, long ago. ago. Okay, whatever. I love a 30th anniversary, too, because when NBC put together that wicked 15-year anniversary, it was so fucking good. The two-hour special will be a blend of live action and animation and will pay tribute to the legacy of Beauty and the Beast by showcasing the fan-favorite movie along with new musical performances designed to take viewers on a magical adventure through the eyes of Belle. Well, Belle is the worst, so... Who's playing Maurice? let's think like a crazy old man yikes damn okay that's not really what i thought it was gonna be never mind yeah it's gonna be like vignettes i can't like that's what i thought it was gonna be but i was hoping i was wrong yeah well i'm sure it'll still be nice like a nice thing to watch with the family add it to the list better than nothing it's better than nothing better than grinch live right right i mean the bar is so low Speaking of Grinch Live, are you ready for our next story? Is it fifth and final? Fifth and final. Oh, wow. Fifth and final of the week. 
The Glee doc, The Price of Glee, has dropped and it investigates the deaths of three stars and the show's, quote, curse. The first trailer for a new shocking docuseries, The Price of Glee, was released on Thursday, giving a first look into the show's several deaths and scandals. The three-part ID docuseries will dig into the -the behind-the-scenes drama of the hit sitcom and investigate the sudden death of three of the show's young actors, Corey Monteith, Mark Sailing, and Naya Rivera. Quote, in May 2009, 10 young actors made their TV debut on Glee. By 2020, all of them would be famous and three would be dead. The trailer explained. That's actually like a good opening. It is, but it's like a little harsh. I just want to say like a lot of the Glee people who like do podcasts and like I've been doing press have been asked about this. They're denouncing it. No, they're like nobody who actually was on Glee has been consulted. There's no one, no directors, no actors, nobody from the actual show is a part of it. So like how truthful can it be? Yeah. And ID, like, sounds like... It's like a little... It's like Forensic Files vibes. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's not, I don't think, I thought it was going to be on like Discovery Plus or something. It's not like the bombshell I think it's going to be. Right. And also it's like, okay, so there's three Glee cast members who have passed away since the show came out. Is that you know an indictment on glee and the culture itself or just hollywood like what what's the thread between them all but like not even because naya Rivera's death was an accident it was like a, it was nature yeah you know what i mean and then mark sailing was allegedly a suicide and but, yeah like cory monteith was an overdose like they're really not connected it's they're just, not connected it's a coincidence and they have nothing to do with glee really no, they have a, to do with like fame fame yes so not even no, not even naya Rivera's. no mark sailing and not even Mark Sailing. Mark Sailing was like a freak who watched kitty porn. Yeah, but there's like a the lot of uncertain. You know, people said like he had defensive wounds on his fingernails, like that he was a part of some like ring and he was going to name names because he was being arrested on these charges. Yeah. I um, mean, he was going to like undo like that. That's very like a conspiracy theory, like about, you know, child pedophilia in Hollywood. I hope they get empty for the docuseries so because at the end of the day it's just like a crazy ass coincidence and that's why people say like the glee curse but it's not really that crazy of a coincidence like you get famous and you you fall in in bad circles like where you know there are drugs and inappropriate pornography like it's it's more a byproduct of the culture than the show yeah so even though it's a catchy title and it's an interesting concept. Like, I don't know that they'll be able to land the plane unless there's details that we don't know. Right, because I don't think there's anything that was going on on Glee, specifically on set, no, that resulted like, in three different deaths for three different reasons at three different times in three different years. It's, I don't think it was a toxic set. No. I mean, like, Leah Michelle was definitely yelling at everyone, but, like, other than that. I feel like people had a good time on the whole. Yeah, on the whole. I don't like, know I think, heard that. No, I, I think, think what I, I heard was like they were really overworked. Like mm. they were doing 22 episodes. They were going on tour. They were playing at the Nassau Coliseum. Like I think they were like young people like being worked really hard. But other than that, like I don't think there was crazy nefarious things going on. Yeah. Also, they were all, even though they're playing high schoolers, like they were all adults. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't like child who exploitation. Like, who were, you know, engaging in working, not being overworked. Working for their, like, for their parents yeah. and and missing school, they were getting paid, and and they were real whole people, like yeah. not kids who shouldn't be working, and if they are not in these circumstances, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um. So that sounds like a big and old nothing burger. Say. Today's theme is like very much a nothing burger. Like we thought the Beauty and the Beast thing would be something. It's kind of a nothing burger. We thought this clean thing would be something. It's kind of a nothing burger. We thought the Ariel Charnas thing would be something. It's kind of a nothing burger. Yeah, it's a nothing burger with whatever sauce, except for Nick Carter. <laughs> There's meat there. I'm coming for you, Nick Carter. Like, I, I'm literally coming for you. 
Except if something happens to him, like it wasn't me. I'm not a violent person, and I meant more emotionally, metaphorically. Like I'm coming for your career. Yeah, you'll never work in this town again. Updating you guys on these stories. Yeah, that's what we can do. That's our part to play, and that's our week. It was so great to have you in studio. Next time you guys see us on Monday, we will be back in our remote setup, which I love. So I'm not upset. But it was great to have you here. Thank Thank you for coming into town for my special. I know you had like a million things to do, but I know like the special was the cornerstone of why you were here. Yes, it was. Um, and I really appreciate it. And you did Dumois. Like, you really killed it this week. Oh, my God. Thanks. You killed it this week. We killed I it this like week. I can't even think we all killed it this week, except for the people on Reddit who just, like, made rumors out of nothing. Right. Who just, like, decided to ruin people's lives because they were bored. I would love to see a Business Insider article about where the rumor came from and who done it. 100%. Who done it? I have really great ideas for articles. If anybody wants to hire me as, like, a freelance editor-in-chief. Consultant. I think I'd be great. I think you'd be great, too. Speaking of great, it's been a great show. Thank you so much for listening to The Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. And we have an exciting announcement coming soon about the thing that we did yesterday. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. We're not to just tease for teasing sake. Also, I wasn't here yesterday, so I didn't get a chance to promote the fact that the new episode of The Redheads is out. You guys, this episode is so good. If you read the book, of course, it's amazing. We're getting into everything. But even if you didn't read the book, I describe every book in detail at the top of the show. So like you could follow along. But it's our first episode being all together in so long. And like the vibes were just immaculate. immaculate. The girls are so funny. I was even telling Claudia some of the quotes from the show yesterday. And you were laughing. Cackling. You were like, Redheads got jokes. Redheads got jokes. And then we recap the book and we talk about the best books of this year. We rate the top Redheads books and our top books of the year. Like what are your, t- we're actually going to do that episode soon of our top mm everything of the year but check it out you guys don't sleep on the redheads because it is like this really special corner of the internet where we're having a good time and you're missing out so it's never too late to become a redhead never ever Ever. have an amazing weekend you guys we love you and we'll see you back in studio on monday bye Bye. love you bye